just take a couple shots before we get started with the podcast. Okay. Welcome back. I'm Antoinette. And I'm Brittany. And thank you for tuning in to Black and Behind the Scenes. Brittany, how was your week? The week is going well. I can't complain. I won't complain. Yeah. How for you? Um, everything was cool. This weekend was good. I had got all my errands done and everything. So everything so far so good. Yeah. Off to a good start. Yeah. Yeah. So um, just to catch up, we got a couple of letters in. From some of our listeners, we want to thank you for sending in um, all of your, well, your follow-up from our uh, conversations that we've had um, about some of the topics that we talked about last week. Um, one in particular come from, comes from <laughs> Denise, um, and she says, um, I was listening to your review of The Shy, and I have to admit I agree with you, Brittany, on your take of his character. And I'm guessing that she's referring to the character, the older gentleman. Yeah, the one who confessed to Kooky's murder. Yes. See, I'm not the only one. <laughs> Thanks, Denise. Yes, Denise. <laughs> she said she did like the ending because it allowed you to know what's happening and didn't leave you with a big cliffhanger. Um, and she said she doesn't want to know what's going to happen with the truck next season mm-hmm. because, you know... He's trying to get his life together, and now, you know, the Joker is going to try to mess him around. So, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens next season on The Shy. So, everyone's excited about that. Okay, well, thanks, Denise. That was a cool letter. I'm excited we're getting letters. Yes. That's what we want you guys to do. Yes, send, send in. Send them in. So, what was the other one? We had another one? Um. Yes. Um. We had another one from... Um, this is from Andriette, and it says, Hello, Brittany and Antoinette. I enjoy listening to your podcast. Just wanted to give you all a little more information on MoviePass. That's awesome. Okay. Mm-hmm. I read that with MoviePass, a person cannot purchase a ticket in advance. So if you show up to the theater and the movie wants to see it sold out already, then you're just out of luck. Keep up the good work and giving us the latest on what's going on behind the scenes. That's awesome. That's yes. good to know about MoviePass, mm-hmm. though. So, yeah, So that people was. have heard about it and mm-hmm. um, still have some things that are not so cool. Because, like, who just shows up to the movie theater anymore? Yeah, no, no cheating. one. Everybody buys Everybody buys it, yeah, in advance. So that's kind of another downfall for MoviePass Um subscriptions or what you know what they offer for that so yeah well interesting thank you once again andrea yes thank you for the letters and again um please send your emails to black and behind the scenes at gmail.com on any topics um that we discuss during the show or if you have a topic that you want to bring up and you want us to discuss please send it in we'll be happy to read it aloud on the next episode yay all right so jumping right in um so for the industry rundown guys um, the lovely and multi-talented um, Erica Alexander, who is best known for her role as Maxine Shaw on A Living Single, has partnered with former Google exec um, Ben Arnon to launch Color Farm, which is her multi-platform content company. The company will be producing a variety of projects from film, television, and digital formats from diverse creators, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm, yeah, so it's awesome. 
Alexander stated that now is a fantastic time to launch Color Farm Media. With the rise of the internet, a powerful new audience was created. At Color Farm, Ben and I call the audience the new majority. The new majority is a colorful collision of consumer slash viewers made up of African Americans, Asians, and Latinos. They are multi-generational, progressive, outspoken, and they watch lots of television and film and spend lots of money. So if the old saying is true, content is king, in which it is, folks. <laughs> it really is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then Color Farm, diverse content regime supreme. So go on to say that. <laughs> so she goes on and she goes on to say, Hollywood doesn't have a choice. It will open up or perish. Fortunately for us, Hollywood is no longer the center of the cultural universe. New companies and investors are searching for diverse projects and creators to feed the fast-paced global market. Color Farm is a media company that is scrappy, young, and known, and they know who their audience is and who and what they are, their audience wants. It is not a marriage made in in vitro or an afterthought. At Color Farm, we are looking for them now. All y'all oxen free, they can find us. So yeah, so she's looking for new innovative people with new thoughts and ideas to come out and um support her. You her know, she's absolutely right in saying that um Hollywood does have to change or yes. they or they will eventually um see a decline. Yeah, and, 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 and with platforms such as Netflix with Amazon, there's so much content being created specifically exclusively for these content, yes. uh, for these platforms, and that, you know, you could go without going to the movies. Like, you Absolutely. have so much at your fingertip, at your at your Absolutely. phone, on your TV. Mm -hmm. It's easy to access. It's unlimited, mm -hmm. and it's for a low price. Very true. So, yeah, Hollywood has some changing to do to think about their format, or not even the format, I should say, but attracting um, diverse Yes, cast, cast, um, screenwriter, yeah, everything. So you can't just fool us anymore with this BS garbage that you put out on television and want us to consume. That's not the case anymore, and that's what's happening to a lot of these big companies is that they're used to feeding you garbage and you accepting it. But now we're like, no, we know what we can have, mm -hmm. and we're choosing what we want. So now deal with this. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm excited to see content from Color Farm. Yes, I'm very excited about it too. Also, because she is very much into um, comic books and the supernatural and kind of that whole um, vibe that's coming out right now. So I'm pretty sure she's going to have some sci-fi stuff coming out. So interesting. Don't I mean, because contrary to popular belief. Black people do like sci-fi. They do. Black people, people do participate in cosplay. They do. And like comic books. Yes. Um. You know, a lot of black men like anime. Mm -hmm. I don't know too many sisters who are in anime, but I know there is. But yeah, there's a there's group. A, I'm of sure them out there. I'm sure they are. Hardcore. So mm -hmm. yeah, we we are diverse in our selections and what we like to view. So I'm interested and I'm ready for it. Thanks, yeah. Erica. That's yes, awesome. thank you. We can't wait to see more. Yeah, because you know I love Maxine. Maxine Shaw. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, she's Let everything. Us think one of our uh, the culture's favorite programming. Yes. So we love her, and, and uh, I totally forgot she was in, support her. She was in Get Out also. Yes, that was funny. yes, she yes, was she funny. was. I totally forgot about that. But mm -hmm. when I was reading that article, I was like, she wasn't Get Out. She was absolutely right. Yeah. So what else is on the um, industry rundown? Okay, so up next is Octavia Spencer is set to executive produce a film about Mumbit. 
who was also known as Elizabeth Freeman, and she was the first enslaved African-American to file and win a freedom suit in Massachusetts after hearing the word in the newly state constitution that all men are created and free and equal. So in, 19, uh, in 1781, the Massachusetts Supreme Court found slavery to be inconsistent with the state constitution, a ruling that has been um, implicably <laughs> ending slavery in Massachusetts. I can't get my words together today for whatever reason. It's I'm just all, right. all over the place. We keeping it together. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, sister. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, words mean things. They and, do. They and do. pronunciations, okay? <laughs> um, so, yeah, so she's producing this film. Normally, I shy away from slavery films mm. or wanting to really see that again on the big screen, but at least with this particular movie, I wanted to talk about it because this black woman, like, overheard that she was a free woman and that all, you know, men and women were created equal in the state that she lived in, and so she got a lawyer and fought the Supreme Court for her right to be free. So I thought that kind of coincides with what's going on with the women, the, the black woman movement or the woman movement of today, mm -hmm. of how women are getting information and are, are being told that we can do this and we can move forward. We can be creative or we can do all these different entities. And that this woman from 17, from the 1700s did this a long time ago. And that's just, I think it's going to be encouraging for other women and minorities to be able to move forward with their dreams or whatever it is that they're, you know, fighting for. for yeah. Their freedom or that's their interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in seeing, I personally love reading slave narratives, especially, um, with a female lead, so mm -hmm. I'm interested and in, um, to uh, learning about Elizabeth Freeman, yes, and her fight, yes. and we're going to definitely talk about it. Absolutely, when, when it I comes think. out, yeah, mm -hmm. we'll keep an eye on it for you guys. So that's cool. We love Octavia. Yes, we do. Yeah, so <laughs> that's cool. All right, awesome. All right, and we'll be back after a word from our sponsor. This segment of Black and Behind the Scenes is brought to you by Treat Yourself Cuisine. Treat Yourself Cuisine is an intimate catering company that specializes in food for the soul. Inspired by French and soul food cuisine, their dishes are crafted with the intent to leave a lasting impression and your taste buds begging for more. So if you have a family reunion, graduation, or birthday party to plan, then relax and treat yourself to a menu of the best catering in the DMV. Treat Yourself Cuisine is currently taking orders and can be reached at tyscuisine at gmail.com. Again, that's tyscuisine at gmail.com. And let them know that Black and Behind the Scenes sent you. Now, let's get back to the show. You are in the spotlight. This week's spotlight is on Don Porter. Don Porter is an African-American woman, mm. director, producer, filmmaker, founder of Trillology. Trill. No, she ain't Trill. <laughs> she Trill, yo. Can you tell I'm from Texas? No. Not Trillology, right? Trillology. That, that would be cool. That would be dope. I should make a company, yeah. and it should be Trillology. You should do that. Okay. And have the Trillville song. Oh. <laughs> and I can get, like, Bombay to make Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, ideas, keep it to yourself. Keep Don't, it take to yourself. Ideas, Don't take my ideas, y'all. Don't you dare, okay? Don't take my idea. Anyway, I'm sorry. So, Don Porter, Trilogy Films, she's really known for um, making documentaries, right? Okay. So, prior to her being a filmmaker, she was a lawyer at um, A&E and ABC. Oh, cool. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so, then she became a filmmaker, and she's done notable 
um, documentary such as Rise, The Promise of My Brother's Keeper. And it's about mm. President Obama's um, organization of the oh. same name, My Brother's okay. Keeper, right? So, oh, right. Yeah, yeah the yeah. program. Right, mm-hmm. all right. I am familiar with that. So um, it just highlights that program. Nice. Um, she's been featured at Sundance and has actually won a couple of awards at Sundance. Very um, cool. For her um, documentary, Gideon's Army mm-hmm. and Trap. Okay. So Tribeca Film Festival is this month at the end of April. Okay. And she's cool. showing her movie. It's called Bobby Kennedy for President. So it will premiere at Tribeca. And mm. it's about, um, it's a four part documentary series about Robert Kennedy's influence in the 60s and okay. how his influence continues in politics and through some of the men in, mm-hmm. in politics today, right? Very cool. So um, people are excited about. You know, looking forward to watching that because after Tribeca is going to premiere on Netflix on April twenty oh, seventh. Wow. So you already snatched it. Yep. Netflix got it. Yeah. So, but first it had to premiere on Tribeca. Okay. And um, yeah, it's something like with their um deals that they have, mm-hmm. like it go can it can go to the film festival, but once that's done, it goes straight to you know, whatever uh distributor snatched up the rights to it. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, we're looking forward to that, and I wish you much luck at Tribeca this year. Yes, and we'll be back after a word from our sponsors. Today's episode is sponsored by Black Girl Affirm. Black Girl Affirm is an online platform designed for affirming, empowering, and inspiring Black women through life situations. Check out motivating posts at www.blackgirl-affirm.com. All right, and we're back, and you guys know what time it is. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. The best segment of the show. All right, let's get down to the nitty-gritty. What are we talking about today, Brittany? Okay, so we got a couple of things to unpack today. Spoiler alert. We're going to start with talking about um, Grownish. It's season finale, uh, recently premiered. We've been 13 episodes deep wow. into following jo- Zoe Johnson. Yes. Um, her whole freshman, freshman year, year at mm-hmm. Cal U. Yes. Um, so the season finale ended with her like trying to choose between her little love interest bay. Yes. Between Luca, Luca, um, Aaron, mm-hmm. and uh, Cash. Yes. Which personally, you know, people was tripping off Cash, and he kind of did her wrong, but he was my favorite. Um, yeah, I mean that's the I mean, uh, yeah. Continue, continue your statement, and we'll get into it. <laughs> yeah, so it ended with her choosing um, Luca. Luca. Oh my goodness! Uh, I was like, she had to go for the artist, didn't she? Girl, I can't stand looking at him with them chains around his neck. I, I hate it. I I mean, you know, I love, but I I like him, but I don't like him because he's so eclectic, you know, so yeah, out there. Yeah. But there's something about him that's just like. I can see why she's drawn to him. Yeah, he's like, he gives us like Prince and yes, androgynous teens yes, and why like yes. women are gravitate to Prince yes, and his whole charm, right? Yes. But I ain't feeling it anyways. Yeah, so yeah, Luke yeah. and Luca and Zoe, they're together mm-hmm. now. Yeah. So, you know, throughout the whole season, we examine Zoe's life, you know, dealing with school, yes. her internship at Vogue, mm-hmm. um, friendships, love, mm-hmm. sex, pill popping. Pill yeah, popping was like pill a popping. big component of um that kind of like went away quietly a little bit with her. Yeah. And so, um, 
It's interesting. I really love her group of friends. Yes, I love the twins. Those yeah, are my Jazz favorite. and Sky. Yes, who are played by Chloe and Holly. Um, Holly, which yeah. has a new album out. Go check it out. Yeah, it's really, it's dope. really good. It's really, really good, guys. Especially um, speaking of new albums that's out, the guy who plays Aaron, who is Trevor Jackson. Also just recently dropped an album, and it's really good. I like oh, it. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like check it. Them out. I like it. So check out those two um, cast albums. They're really great. Mm. Um, and I also really like um, Francia uh, Rizza, Riz- Rizia. I think that's how you pronounce her last name. The girl who plays Anna Torres. Is that the... Which... So that's Zoe's roommate. Okay. The Republican, okay. Latina. Oh, yeah, very you know. interesting. Very layered character. Very layered. And you know what also is weird? That they kind of like glossed over that whole like family incest. Yeah. Like, what was that? That wasn't, yeah, I don't know what that was. I I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, she, she, yeah, she's, she has layers. Yeah. Well, well, I'm interested in seeing what's going to happen in the second season. Yeah, me what too. What topics they're going to, uh, un- Cap, so I'm assuming there's probably going to be like a sexual assault, rape, probably. So probably. it will only make sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hope to see them do like maybe a DACA immigration episode. Mm, um, we'll see. Hopefully, because we we can kind of tell that they're still trying to figure out their directions. Yeah. What characters they want to give um additional storylines right. to, mm-hmm. and what characters that can kind of fall off. Personally, right. although I think this person is. Hilarious. I think Dean Cole can be gone. Yeah, I don't like, like his him. whole late night marketing class. Like to me, that just didn't work. Yeah, and I think we could kind of give that comedic role to a student. Yeah, he is very just oddball. He's just thrown in there when he was the DJ for the um the lat the party at the end for the, the freshman ball. I was like, okay, what? Okay, it just really confused. But me, that but final episode where he was like trying to make narcos. Yeah, that, that was, was hilarious. That but was, that was hilarious, though. Yeah, it was funny, and but his character is just odd. She's always doing something weird, and yeah. I just don't think it fits for this particular show. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, grownish, like I said, we're interested in second season. Mm-hmm. Yari, she's so beautiful. She's on the cover she of Essence this yes, month. She is. Um, she should have kept all three, in my personal opinion, and just you know, you know, protected herself throughout all those situations, and just you know, that's that's my opinion. Because it doesn't. I mean, the way these kids do today i mean relationships what what are those <laughs> relationships never heard of them yeah don't like i mean them. she is in college like i don't see why she couldn't just date all three yeah well i personally wanted her to be with aaron but you know luca is it no. so yeah we, we we're fans of grownish yes we are fans yes okay so our next um film that we're going to unpack unpacked here is Roxanne Roxanne which yes. premiered on Netflix March 23rd. Mm-hmm. Roxanne Roxanne is about MC Queen's rapper um Roxanne Shantae yes. who shot on the scene at the tender age of 14. Yes, 14. Um so it's not to me it wasn't so more, much more about her rap career but more about her relationship with this older gentleman. Absolutely. I thought it was it they presented it as if it was a rap movie, but it was really a coming of age movie. Yeah. That's what it was. And that's what I think. Cause I asked people what they thought about it. Some people say they liked it. Some people, it was like 50, 50. Some liked it, some didn't. And what's funny is that mostly men said they liked it and women said they did. They didn't. Mm. I found that interesting because I was drawn to the movie because of the strong female leads in it and mm-hmm. the, the relationships and the roles of that. But 
I just found that interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So Roxanne, Roxanne was written and directed by Michael Larnell, which is a black man. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, Pharrell is a producer of Roxanne, Roxanne. Notable characters, of course, Roxanne, um, her much older gentleman lover, oh, yes. <laughs> played by Mahershala Ali, which everybody loves. I love him. Mm-hmm. But he yes. kind of was like not the person I love in this film, right? Not towards the end, though. Well, not ever. Like, who? What? Girl, who huh? prays on a 14 Oh, you know what? You know what? You're absolutely... Okay, I take that back. Come I totally on, I take that back. Yo. I'm sorry. I got caught up in his looks, and yeah, I was like something yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, You was like but Shantae. No, yeah. You was blinded. You <laughs> yeah, was blinded, I was really blinded yo. for a second. Ash, that was really disgusting. Like, that was gross. Yeah. She's 14 years old. They never said how old he was. Never. But I'm assuming late 20s, possibly... Because the mother was like, you're around my age or something like that. So I'm assuming she was probably mid-30s, possibly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was, I don't know. That was disgusting. That yeah. was. That was really gross. So, um, standout actor, Nia Long. Yes. She I did a fantastic her. job. Yes, um, she did. I loved her in it. So, um, i never seen her in that type of character, in that type of role. Yeah, no. And it was she, nice. It was nice to see her like that. I thought she she did a really good job. So Yeah, I love the hair. I love the clothes. I love, it just gave me 80s. Like, they did a great job. Like, they did, they did an amazing job. The the earrings, the, the jewelry, the everything. I was like, yes, I want more. Like, it was just, yeah. it was great. I, I wish it would have been a little bit more on about her career as a as a rapper. Um, personally, I don't really know much about Roxanne Shantae. Um, yeah, I think that's what a lot of people were saying too. But I think I think the movie only fo- did, only focused on her family, what was going on there, because she only focused on her family and was never really focused on her rap career. Because oh, I watched some okay. of her interviews with the Breakfast Club and Sway, and she said that she said, "Well, I wasn't about rap." I was about, like, getting money for my family. Okay. So that's what... So it made sense after, like, I started watching the interviews to find out more about her. Because I thought that, too. And that's what every all the women said. Like, I wanted to know more about her rap career. She really didn't have one. It wasn't, like, yeah, something that she, she focused didn't. on. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, um, Shantae was played by Shantae Adams. Yes. That's the actress name who um, played her, portrayed her, I should mm-hmm. say. And she did really well. I Amazing. thought she did a good job. She did a great job. Yeah. It was really, really good. And that was her first role. Yeah. Yeah. And she's super cute. She mm-hmm. kind of resembled her. Yes, very much so. Mm-hmm. And she said that she met um, Roxanne, what, a week prior to filming? And then she only had eight days before when she was hired to, to prepare for the role. And she was on set within those eight days. And from graduating college, um, she was on set. Okay. Doing the movie. So she did an amazing job. She did. It was really good. I thought it was nice. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, check out Roxanne Roxanne. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, so our next one that we're gonna, and I save this to the end because I feel like there's gonna be a lot of opinions and thoughts on Tyler Perry's Acrimony. Yeah. <laughs> so Acrimony yeah. premiered, um, in box office March 30th. It is written and directed by... And what else? Written, directed, casted, <laughs> scripted. Yes, all um, of that. All that and the above by Tyler Perry. Yo, do y'all hear the hate coming off of her voice right now? Okay, just everything. Did just everything under the sun, Tyler Perry. He did everything. Did y'all? He even starred that? in it, guys. He was in it too. He was not. Okay, listen, y'all. So, so 
ceremony. <laughs> it didn't do bad at the box office. It's premiere weekend. It did seventeen million. Okay, which is not bad because the- Tyler Perry has a, a loyal fan base. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that loyal fan base was in the movie theater strong when I went to go see it. Okay. And I loved it because they were in there, mm-hmm, child, mm-hmm, <laughs> you know, of course, talking to the movie, Absolutely. predicting the movie, which I don't have a problem with. I loved. Um, so, about acrimony. Mm-hmm. Let's get into to the good and the yeah, bad. Yeah, so go ahead. Tell me about the movie. What was the movie about? Because I'm not with it. Go ahead. So, acrimony <laughs> is about the main character. Her name is Melinda Gay. Mm-hmm. Gail, Melinda Gail, mm-hmm. um, played by Taraji P. Henson. Okay. And she's with this guy, and he kind of has this, like, pipe dream. He comes up with this battery that's, like, reusable or something like that. He's been having his dream ever since he was in college. And basically, it follows their marriage. Like, she's supporting him through... So, they're married. This is a married couple. Yeah. Okay, because I was confused in the, the preview. Okay, we're going to talk about that. Okay. Okay, so, she supports him through the... um. You know, his time of trying to get this battery off and going, right? Mm-hmm. They get a divorce, and he married somebody else. But she feels like she's entitled to the lifestyle. Because he made this money, like a whole whop, like a ridiculous amount of money, I thought, <laughs> for the movie. But because all this happened, like they were married for 20 years, she felt entitled to the lifestyle that he newly acquired. And, you know, he got a new wife. So wait, one question, sorry. So he so she she was, was she involved with his life when he had this money or it came after he divorced her? So like I don't wanna really give it all away. I don't okay. wanna give the plot away because I just wanna give y'all little nuggets. Because I don't wanna do that because this is definitely not what I thought it was going to be. The way that it's marketed in the promos is not an accurate description of the movie. Okay, let me tell you what I think from the movie. Since I haven't seen it, this is what I got from the promo. So what I'm thinking is that she was like his side chick in a sense. Mm-hmm. That's what I got. Mm-hmm. And that he always had this wife or this or a girlfriend as his main that he like, you know, they, he was juggling both of them. And then all of a sudden he just decides to get married to his girlfriend and she's a side chick and she just goes ballistic. No. Okay. That's not what happens. Okay. Like, there's no infidelity mm. during the marriage. I want to say during the marriage because there was some, some stuff going on before the marriage, which kind of led to her snapping. Okay? okay? I'm trying to just give y'all a little breadcrumbs, right? Okay. So, here are the good and bad things about it. That's okay. the plot. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about the bad first, because I want to end on a good note with this one. Okay. I'll let you, go ahead. <laughs> so y'all, so I can convince you to go to the movies to see Acrimony. Okay. So the bad, um, the production value is crap. Oh. Um, I'm not sure what was going on with the camera, the look of it, it just felt low quality. I don't know mm. if they had like a filter over the lens or what, but it was not good. In addition to that, like Tyler Perry has money. He's affiliated with Lionsgate. Y'all got money. So I don't understand why we had all these cheesy green screenshots. Ooh. A lot of them. Mm. Too much for my liking. So the production like a value. Budget problem. Maybe. 
Perhaps. Yeah. That's my only real criticism of it. Second criticism. So the movie starts out kind of strong. And it starts out with her in court. You can kind of tell some things have been going on. Like she's getting like a restraining order. Then the judge is forcing her to go to see a, a therapist. And she says, you know, you think I'm crazy. Every time, let me, because I, I wrote it down specifically. Every time a black woman gets angry, she's a stereotype. I'm not a stereotype. So I'm like, yes, we about to unpack some things here. Mm-hmm. Should have known it was a dark period. <laughs> Got your hopes up. I, I should have known. Um, it, he, he loves, he loves pushing those stereotypes in his film. So I'm thinking this is gonna be like, we're going to see some type of justification for her acting crazy. But yo, there was no justification. Like the way it started out was typical Tyler Perry, loving, faithful wife, Jesus, Christ. con artist, <laughs> like. Con, man, dubious, deceitful, that type of thing. But then the characters flip. Like, and then, like, the man toward the end of it wasn't that anymore. He was loving and generous. And it just seemed like maybe he was just down on his luck and really not trying to deceive her or betray her like how it was initially presented. Because, like you said, according to the trailers, it looks like he's, like, fucking off on her, right? Excuse the language. But that's not really what happened. Now, he could have done better in his marriage. So, throughout his marriage, he's trying to get this battery going. He didn't work. Of course, he was also a felon. But he had a college degree. So, it was a lot... (laughs) Yo, the way Antoinette is looking at me right now, I wish y'all could see. Tyler, I swear. Look, I can't with these freaking, the characters. I cannot. So he's a felon who doesn't work and sits at home and works on a battery. But he has a college degree and he has a dream. You know what? (laughs) I'm going to need Tyler to do better. better. Like, our black men, this is not a good representation of them at all. Like, this is this is very frustrating to me. I can't. I cannot. Yeah, I mean, so, to me, the guy was not a con artist. He was just someone who was, like, to me, just down on his luck. Just unlucky, right? A Lawrence. Go... Sounds like a Lawrence and Issa situ- situation where... Similar. Similar. And then the movie itself sounds like the other movie he had that I was highly confused on. Um... With Brandy in it. What was the name of that one? With Brandy? Brandy was in it. And um, it was a love counselor or something like that. Oh, I Tyler. that one. I don't, I don't know that Let one. me look it up. But continue, continue. But okay, so the way it's marketed is not exactly what the film is going. And so these are the good things about it. We know Tyler. He can put in those stereotypes. And this movie did have stereotypes. Mm. But low-key, out of all of his movies, this is the best one. What? Better than, um, what is that, what is the name of that one that I loved? Um, The Family That Prays? Girl, yes. The Family of Praise is so, no, no, no. no, no, no. That was like the best, that's the one I like. Okay, out of all his stuff, I like that one. No, this one is better because it's less preachy. In fact, in fact, I don't even know what the real uh, point of the movie was. 
other than to just give you drama and suspense. And you know Tyler Perry likes to hit you with some morality Christian principle mm-hmm. in his movie, and that was that was not present in this movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, there was no like judgy undertones. There was no um, like clear right and wrong characters. Um, and then the characters were better developed. Although there was some flaws in the script, I thought it was better than what he's ever done. Okay. And that's why I think you should go see Akron I think you'll be a little bit surprised. Like, pleasantly surprised. Um, the movie I was thinking about was Temptation. Have you seen oh, that one? With, um... Journey Bell. Yes. Yeah, no, I hated that one. Yeah, that was awful. Like, the script, it was just, it was really bad. I it was bad. That. And I saw the play, and that was awesome. Until, so to go from the play to watch the movie, it was, that was hard. It was just the worst. Yeah, like, I think but it yeah. was, um, my only also other bad thing is, I wish we would have had another female lead. Only because I feel like Taraji has transcended these type of roles. We know she can play crazy. She played crazy well. Right. And I want I want her to do other roles like similar to what she did in Benjamin Button. Like yeah. that could have been given to somebody less known, I feel like. And I think it still would have carried in, still would have made the money. I don't think this movie did um as well as it did in the box office because of Taraji's name and star power alone. It, it was gonna do well anyway because it's a Tyler Perry film. Although, you know, different from his other films, it wasn't completely like, you know how he likes to say, Tyler Perry presents, this wasn't necessarily like that. Wait a minute, so I look look at this headline, it says, yes, Tyler Perry is still obsessed with unstable black women. But you know what? (laughs) No, and this like, this character, unlike his other movies where it's like, the reason why the female characters go crazy or it's like angry black women, quote unquote, mm-hmm. is because they have pain. No, yo. This lady had like a chemical balance, imbalance. Like, it was almost kind of fatal attraction-ish, but like kind of got weird and... Okay. <laughs> but I still want y'all to go see, because I, I want you to get your opinion on for yourself because like I said, in my opinion, I think it's one of the better written an overall character development of any Tyler Perry film. I would have to believe you, but <laughs> I just I, I I can't give him that much credit because he just frustrates me with him being the writer director, um, casting director. Um, he does everything, and I just think that. When you're making a movie or you're doing so, I, I understand that when he first started out, no one wanted to work with him and he had to do all those jobs. But you can hire people now. I know you can hire people to do different things and to help you out. And I think that's where he lacks in a lot of his creativity is that he doesn't let other people come in and help him out to, you know, do things that he's not best at. And that's that's kind of like what production is and what, you know, working in this industry is, is working with a team of great creative people who, you know, do their jobs the best and you get them on your team. Yeah. Um, let people on your team, Tyler. Like, you know, let some people write. Let some people direct, you know. And can we, uh, Tyler, can we get some maybe plays about black men? Although, okay, so, you know, also in Tyler Perry's films, I feel like there's a, a big component of, like, 
blue collar black male workers are like the best and the solid, the good brothers, and those who work in corporate or the <laughs> greedy, mon- money hungry, do you wrong type of brothers. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, yeah. I see that. Yeah, and that's a little bit in this in this particular film. Like y'all know, it has a lot of stereotypes, but it ain't as bad as Diary of a Mad Black Woman, Temptation, or um. I can do bad all by myself. Those are horrible. So yeah. compared to to all of those, um, the family that prays, horrible. Even though I you thought it was love good. It. I like that movie out of all of them. That's it's the only horrible. one I like. Compared to all of those, this is the best one. So check it out, y'all. Yeah, how about you guys write in and let me know what you think? Because I'm not yeah, convinced. If you, I would seen, love to know. If you've seen Acrimony. Maybe you could convince me to go. <laughs> I, I didn't convince her, y'all. No, so if I you've can't. seen it. Please write in and let us know your thoughts on the film. Mm-hmm. I was, yeah. And I'm a, I'm gonna go ahead and say this too. If you are a Tyler Perry hater, <laughs> you already gonna be biased in your opinion anyway. So when you write us, let us know up front. I'm a Tyler yeah, just Perry like the, fan, yeah, or I'm a Tyler Perry. Be hater. real, because I and I got I'm a hater. Cause no, I'm just no, I'm not a fan. And I'm indifferent, and so that's why I can say, hey, yeah. I thought this was okay. I gotta have a problem with it. Okay. I was. Right. It. I, I mean, I will watch it again on DVD. I mean, I'll watch it on DVD. I'll I'll give it a chance then, but I'm not going to movies. He's not getting me no. Right. At my house, no. Okay. <laughs> well, no for Tyler Perry for Antoinette. But yeah. y'all, this has been spoiler alert. So thanks y'all for checking in that segment. You know, we love talking about the films and and TV shows. And I wanted to say that nugget just for Antoinette too at the end. Yeah, yeah, Tyler. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this next segment is basically up next. So I'm going to let you know about some um, films that you may have not heard about um, that are currently out or coming up. So there's one movie that's available on Netflix March 30th. Um, it's called First Match. And it is about a teenage girl from the Brooklyn's Brownsville neighborhood that decides that joining the all-boys wrestling team is the only way back into her estranged father's life. Um, There's some new... These are new actors and um, new directors on this film. Um, The starring role is LaVere Emanuel, and she's new to the scene. Um, Jeanette Branch, she's also new. Um, And then Olivia Newman is the director of this film, and this is on Netflix um so you guys go check it out because i'm going to go watch it this weekend also um to see what this is about another film that's out on netflix april well which will be available tomorrow um april 6th it's called amateur and this is about um a young man that's recruited to a elite prep school at 14 years old um this basketball phenomenon is confronted with corrupt and greed in amateur sports. Um, and the starring role is played by um, Michael Rainey. He's Tyreek from Power and from and Woody from Love. Um, Sharon Lenny is in it. And Brian White is also in it. Um, so Tyreek, yeah, so little Tyreek from Power has a starring role in the movie. Okay. Amateur. So, and I think it's really cool because I saw the promo on Netflix. Yeah. And it's really interesting because it not only talks about this young, you know, African-American kid that is really great at sports, that 
it's coming up in the league, but it also touches on the career, the I mean the greed and the corruption that goes on with the management and the the finances behind the whole league itself that people don't like talking about. But right. you know, it's a like money maker. Paying college athletes, and absolutely. All that stuff, like yeah, yeah, so this will probably do really well. Yeah, with I think the, so. Um, um, male demographic. Yeah, very well. Mm-hmm. So we have a female um, movie that mm-hmm. you guys should check out, First Match. And then we have a male, you know, lead movie, Amateur, that you guys should check out as well. That I thought were pretty cool. So, All yeah. Right. Netflix out here giving us content. They pumping really are. Out every week. Pumping, pumping, pumping. All right. Well, we'll check it out and we'll talk about it next week. Yes. On the spoiler alert segment. Awesome. Well, you guys... This has been another great episode of Black and Behind the Scenes. Be sure to check us out on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, at Black and Behind the Scenes. Um, and our email address again, because we want to hear your comments. We, we, we love hearing from y'all. So send us again at, um, what's the email address again? It's um, blackandbehindthescenes at gmail.com, guys. Yeah, so check us out. Become our friends on Facebook. Become our friends on Instagram. Yes. We want to connect with you. And yes, we want to um, connect with you and know who you guys are and see um, what you guys are up to. And until next time, I'm Antoinette. And I'm Brittany. And we're signing off.